Classic voice of Sonny Boy Williamson II there doing Bring It On Home To Me. If you're unfamiliar with the life story of Sonny Boy Williamson II, then go and have a look at his biography. Truly amazing life from a very, very different time in America. Well, greetings and welcome to the OK Jazz Podcast, episode number 60. I am James Catchpole, Mr. OK Jazz, from TokyoJazzSite.com, coming to you as always from the rough and gritty streets of North Yokohama in Japan. But wait, that theme music, what's going on? That's right, we've got a very special program today. This is the OK Jazz Anniversary Special Part 1. What anniversary is that, you may be asking? Well, a bunch of them going on. It's the 5th anniversary of this program, OK Jazz. The 10th anniversary of my homepage, tokyojazzsite.com. And finally, and most important, the 20th anniversary of me coming to Japan for the first time way back in 1997. 20 years already, my goodness. So, on part one of this special anniversary edition of the show, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a look back, hit a selection of some of the tunes that I was listening to when I first landed here. So it's going to be nothing more recent than 1997. It's pretty much a short playlist of what I was carrying around on those old CD Walkmans that we all used to lug everywhere. Before smartphones and iPods made it easy to take a thousand tunes with you wherever you go. みなさま、オーケージャーズへようこそ。第67回ポッドキャスト始めます。東京ジャズサイト.com のジェームスキャッチポーです。テーマ曲が違うと思った皆様、その通りです。オーケージャーズアナバーサリースペシャルパート1。
まあそういうわけで、えー、このアナバーシリースペシャルパート1では過去を振り返り、えー、僕が日本に来た時はよくよく聞いてた曲を紹介したいと思います Well, I was 23 years old when I first arrived in Japan back in 1997. And coming out of college, you know, I was a huge jazz and blues fan,、uh, soul and funk music as well. And I was getting pretty into buying a lot of reissues from the 60s and 70s at that point. But I was also listening to a lot of new releases as well. And one album that I just wore out that year, and even today it's still one that I take with me when traveling. It's kind of a good airport album for some reason. It's The Benz by Radiohead. Let's get into just. Okay, Jazz, episode number 60, anniversary special, part one. Ikimasho!
You're on point five. Once again, tip. You're on point five. Once again, tip. You're on point five. Once again, tip. Watch me bust a shit. from 1996 a tribe called quest with once again from the album beats rhymes and life well, it's hard to believe that fife dog is gone he passed away at the age of 46 earlier this year rest in peace tribe called quest uh, released their first album in 1990 when they were still teenagers and their second album the low end theory is one of the greatest hip-hop records of all time always been a favorite of mine uh, growing up in New York and listening to hip-hop records in the late 1980s, um, I learned a lot about the history of black American music as DJs and producers were sampling from all the great records that uh, they found in their parents' collections. Now, no one was ever sampled more than James Brown. Uh, as being the funkiest man alive, he had so many of the best beats. Well, shortly before I left America, I picked up a compilation of the best of the JBs, his backing band, some of the instrumental tracks um, that they put out were just unbelievable. Let's have a listen to this one. It's called Give Me Some More. Yeah! Let's give me some more. Let's give me some more. Let's give me some more. 
sweet morning dew. I took one look at you, and it was plain to see you were my destiny. That was Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell with You're All I Need to Get By from their Greatest Hits CD. There's not a single bad track on that one. Well, actually, over my summer break this year, I read the biography of Marvin Gaye called Divided Soul. Uh, if you're a fan of his music, you should really read this book. Marvin Gaye was a genius, but an incredibly troubled person. And, of course, he was eventually murdered at the age of 45 by his own father. Very tragic end to a very complex life. Okay, so where were we? Uh, well, you know, I landed in Japan back in 1997 with a, a backpack full of CDs and hardly any clothes. You know, my priorities even then were really more on collecting music than to be fashionable. Um, little did I realize that my addiction to buying music was going to get much, much worse as I wandered around Tokyo, finding that there were so many remarkable record shops in just about every neighborhood. Um, but more on that coming in part two of the anniversary special. Sate, doko made ikimashita ka ne? Eto, boku wa backpack hitotsu de nihon no kuko ni oritachimashita. E, fuku nanka wa sukoshi shika haite masen deshita. Toji wa tonikaku taksan no ongaku wa atsumetai to omotte. Ma, fashion nado ni mataku kyome ga arimasen deshita. Tada, Tokyo ni dete, machi naka uriite iru Alright, so when I was in college, it was very common for people to play the CD Legend, the best of Bob Marley. And honestly speaking, that you know didn't do too much for me. I mean, hearing uh, Three Little Birds or One Love over and over again is kind of annoying. Um, but then in the summer, before I came to Japan, I, I had a part-time job at Tower Records. And one of the guys in the jazz department where I worked was a really big reggae fan. And he hit me to some of the Whalers' earlier recordings uh, that were really different to the Bob Marley that I had come to be known, uh, that, I had, that I had known about. 
Uh, so let's get into one then from that period with a killer groove to it. This is Bob Marley and the Wailers with Soul Almighty. Clean my lemon till it just runs down my bed. 
lemon till the juice runs down my leg. Indeed. Best to leave that one untranslated. That was Robert Johnson with Traveling Riverside Blues. One of many songs stolen without credit by Led Zeppelin on their debut album. Now, when I first got to Japan, I was going through a real deep blues phase. I was listening to Robert Johnson, Skip James, Howlin' Wolf, Sonny Boy Williamson, Book of White, etc., etc., and I remember uh, right when I arrived, I brought with me six or seven Rhino label blues compilations that were always on heavy rotation. And I still got those discs downstairs on the CD shelf. Well, you're listening to the OK Jazz Podcast, episode number 60, Anniversary Special Part 1. I'm James Catchpole from TokyoJazzSite.com. Well, it's funny looking back now, uh, people, when they hear that you lived in Japan for 20 years, they often ask, well, what brought you here in the first place? Why did you come to Japan? Now that answer is kind of tough, and I, I tend to offer a lot of different thoughts about it. I suppose at the time, it was just that uh, I was an unemployed college graduate with really no desires or ambitions other than to visit Japan and travel around Asia a little bit. I remember it was New Year's Eve 1996 in New York at someone's apartment, a friend of a friend's, and I was vividly talking to my buddy, and he was asking me, uh, what am I going to do? And I said, well, I'd love to go to Japan. And from behind me, I heard a voice say, Japan? Well, if you want to go there, the easiest thing to do is get a visa as an English teacher. The job sucks, but, you know, you can get into the country. I never did get the name of this guy who said that, but it's safe to say that he changed my life with that passing comment, because a few weeks later... I applied for a job with the old Nova English School, and within a couple months, I was on my way to Japan, just like that. Now, if that's destiny or just plain luck, I don't know, but sometimes life goes in directions you can't expect based on one chance meeting. All right, back to the music now. Um, in the background, you're hearing the Wild Chipotulas. This is an album that I absolutely wore out when I first got it before coming to Japan in 1997. I mean, I must have listened to this daily for about a year. Um, I was really not that knowledgeable about New Orleans, uh, the deepest music that New Orleans has to offer. So when I got this album by the Wild Chupatulas, I was just blown away. So have a listen. Here's Indian Red. And check out the groove at the end of this one when they get funky. Woo-wee!
perfect, lovely, gorgeous, and wonderful, every other superlative you can think of. First we heard the master, St. John Coltrane, live version of Naima from the complete 1961 Village Vanguard recordings, four CD set. That's another one released just before I flew over to Japan for the first time, 20 years ago, and it remains one of my favorite ever jazz recordings. That version of Naima featuring the unmistakable Eric Dolphy on bass clarinet. Imagine sitting in a tiny village vanguard in 1961 and hearing that group. Some of the greatest live music ever captured on record, for sure. And then next up, if you're a regular OK Jazz listener, you probably knew who that was. Abdullah Ibrahim there, with his trio. In May of 1997, he released the album Cape Town Flowers, which I bought and fell in love with instantly. Ibrahim has a way of making even the simplest melodies sound profound like that one we heard called Chisa. Okay, another one uh, CD that I picked up just before leaving America to come here was by Bjork. It was her release called Homogenic. Now, I'd not been a fan of her first two albums, but uh, I heard this one playing in a record store, and I thought it sounded great. Um, intense, almost frighteningly cold and scary sound on this record. Let's check out the opening track on Homogenic by Bjork. This is called Hunter. i 
Wow, Beth Gibbons on vocals there from the group Portishead. That was Glory Box from their 1994 album, Dummy. Portishead are just fantastic. One of the few groups in the 90s that I think still sounds so good today. We'll get into them a little bit more next week in part two of the anniversary special. Well, you've been listening to OK Jazz, episode number 60, anniversary special part one. A look back at just some of the music I brought with me when I landed in Japan 20 years ago in 1997. A short selection of what Mr. OK Jazz was listening to as an unskilled, friendless, and woefully underqualified English teacher settling in Saitama Prefecture. Well, you'll have noticed by now that there's been no world music on today's program, nothing from Africa or South America or Southeast Asia in the playlist. That was something that awaited me here in Japan, as I was soon to discover. OK Jazz episode Rokujukai Anniversary Special Part Ichi o Okuri Shitemasu Yaku 20年 Maeno 1997年 Bokuga Nihon ni kita toki ni motte kita ongaku o Furikaite o Okuri Shitemasu 97年 Tomodachi mo inai Saitama ken de suite Mukeiken no Ego Sensei toste yatte kimashita Sonna bokuga kite ta ongaku o naka kara erandeimasu Alright, let's go out with maybe the only world music CD I think I had in my backpack upon arriving in Japan. Uh, shortly before I left America, while still working at Tower Records, I left the jazz section and I wandered down into the world music area and I heard this album playing. It sounded superb. Now, I'd heard of Ry Cooter before, but who was this guy playing guitar? Ali Farkature. And where was he from? What language was this? Well, the guys at Tower uh, gave me a promo copy, which I still have. The album is called Talking Timbuktu. Ali Farkature and Rai Cooter. Now, little did I know that within just a couple of years of this, I would be buying almost exclusively CDs from Africa. But let's save that for part two. Here's Ali Farkature and Rai Cooter taking us out today. I'll be back soon with part two of the OK Jazz Anniversary Special Podcast. Until then, Minasama, Kita Date, Arigato Gozaimasu, James Kachpodesta.